Hey guys, it's Sophia, Sophia Amoruso, host of Girlboss Radio, founder and CEO of Girlboss. You're listening to a brand new podcast series we're super excited to introduce, inspired by Sephora Collection's hashtag Lip Stories Lipsticks, which features 40 different shades based off of real life stories from remarkable women. Presented by Girlboss Radio in partnership with Sephora Collection, this podcast takes a deep dive into the wildest adventures and notable memories of some seriously inspiring founders, creators, and thought leaders. Stories that took place while they were out there living their real lives, circling the globe, on an epic road trip with friends, owning their Girlboss moment at work, or even just hanging out having fun with their BFFs. You're in for some seriously candid, inspiring, funny stories, and we can't wait to see what hashtag lip stories inspires in you. In this episode, Jen Rubio, founder of Away, will be speaking to a few themes that have been meaningful to her along her journey. Listen on for her hashtag lip stories on being a global citizen, heading up a lady business, and the best life lessons she learned from a hashtag throwback moment. Hi guys, Neha Gandhi here, Editor-in-Chief and Chief Operating Officer at Girlboss. I had so much fun chatting with these incredible women, and I can't wait for you to hear their lip stories. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Jen Rubio. I'm the co-founder of Away. We're a New York-based travel brand that launched two years ago. We create products and experiences to make travel more seamless, and this is my lip story. I definitely consider myself a global citizen, and I think that's a key part of everyone who works at Away. I think there's this sense of millennials now just not being tied down to a single place, and I very much am. Like, I love to have a sense of home, but it was instilled in me really early on that you can go anywhere and you can do anything. I think, you know, a lot of little girls are brought up and and told you can be anything you want to be. And my dad always told me you can go anywhere you want to go. So from an early age, we were traveling a ton. I think my first flight when I was alone, I was seven years old going from Manila, Philippines to Newark, New Jersey. And I did that by myself. So I always had this sense of anything was within reach and within a plane ride away. Obviously, you know, sometimes you're paying for that plane ride and and saving up for it, and sometimes other people are. But I think that that sense of access is really what helped us, you know, create this brand that people love. It's the fact that nothing's too far, like no trip is too far flung. You don't have to stay in one place or you're not limited to just going on vacation, you know, once or twice a year, and that's all you see of the world, and and that any trip, you know, big or little matters. What does travel mean to you? Like, what? How does it make you feel? Like, what? It, what does it give to you? I think travel has meant different things to me at all different points in my life. There was a point in my life when I was pretty much just collecting passport stamps. I've been to almost seventy countries. I've been to every continent. Um, I spent three weeks in Antarctica just looking at penguins. There was a time in my life when, you know, I thought it was the cool thing to do to just go places, collect passport stamps. And it actually wasn't until, you know, sometime in the last 10 years that I realized, you know, travel could mean so much more than that. It's it's not just, you know, going somewhere, checking off a list, looking at all the sites. And I started to really just learn a lot about myself through travel. I travel alone a lot. Um, a lot of my travel is business trips, and then I'm tacking on a few days before or after. But not only have I learned how to kind of explore the world, but I've been really fortunate in that I've been able to 
learn about myself in the context of of dozens of different countries. And there's that saying, um, wherever you go, there you are. And, and it's really true. I think there's so many aspects of my personality and my lifestyle that whether I'm in the middle of the Medina in Marrakesh or, or you know, at the Beverly Hills Hotel in L.A., that, that those things are just me. And I think it's been a really unique experience to be able to learn about myself in that context. Can you give us an example of something that you've learned about yourself specifically through an, a travel experience? Well, I've learned that I'm resilient. And, you know, I it's, it's funny, I'm in a lot of articles as this expert traveler, but I've messed up so many times. Um, last year, I was in India even getting there was a whole issue. But I was coming back from India from a photo shoot, and I had to be in New Orleans the next day. And I was in New Orleans for 24 hours for, like, the NBA All-Star Weekend for an event that we were doing. And I left Jaipur, got to Delhi, and then, you know, switched terminals to go back to New York and realized that somewhere along the way, I completely lost my passport. And I... I also happened to have two passports, but I just had one with me. There was just such a, a string of events where I think any normal person might have just given up. You know, the embassy was closed because it was a holiday. I didn't have any of my documents with me that I needed. I couldn't stay in a hotel because I didn't have my credit card. And it was just, you know, a comedy of errors. But I kind of found my way out of it. And 24 hours later was in New Orleans at the NBA All-Star Game. And I think you kind of put yourself through these situations. And I on, I had no idea what to do. And I think, you know, I relate it a lot to running a business. I think people think, oh, you have a successful business. There must be some playbook. You must know what to do. You must have, like, a list of things to execute against. But I feel like every single day is, like, me trying to get an emergency passport in India. It's like, here's this thing. We have to fix it. I have to do it as quickly as possible. And you just kind of go step by step. So, you know, traveling and being in those weird situations has really helped me a lot in my day to day at work. So what was going through your head? Like, I feel like everyone's had those travel experiences where you're like, everything's going wrong. Like, I'm stranded here and like, I'm not going to get out of this. And you sort I mean, I when I have those experiences, I'm always like, I'm so dejected. Like, this is it. Like, I can't get out of this. Like, do you have those moments? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You can either feel dejected in that situation and just be like, I have no idea what I'm going to do and cry, which I, I do that a lot, too. But or you can just have a sense of humor about it. Every single thing that went wrong did. I also had all of my bags and you can't bring your suitcases into government buildings in India. So they wouldn't store them for me. And I literally had to like leave them in a bush at, at one point. So th there's just everything that went wrong. And I think... If you don't have a sense of humor and you don't have a good perspective on everything, you are you're just going to like melt into a puddle on the floor. And and everything I did was just hilarious. And at the end, I was like, you know what? This is one of the greatest stories I'll ever tell once this is all blown over. At one point, I had paid um, a tuk-tuk driver to put my my suitcases in his in his little tuk-tuk and just drive around for an hour while I went in the building and just hope that he would still be there when I got back. It's all perspective, right? At the end of the day, I've lost my passport in between a photo shoot and like a work party. 
and and there's so many worse things in the world and and if you just look at everything like a little game or a little puzzle that you have to solve then it makes things a lot easier what's your best advice for women who are traveling solo because i think that that's something lots of people want to do but feel some sense of trepidation around you know what's interesting when i was younger i used to just travel alone with like without a care in the world and i wouldn't even tell my parents what country i was in because i knew they would just be worried sick and i think as i've gotten older i'm like i don't know if i would do that again i think it's um make sure someone always knows where you are and there's there's a sense of peace that comes with that you know i used to be so reckless and just just kind of like hop on a plane at a moment's notice and end up you know in a field in the middle of Turkey and no one had any idea where I was. But I've watched too many like Law and Order episodes of people going missing and people not knowing for months. So I always have a friend or two that, you know, I share my location with them. They know where I am. And even if nothing happens, it just gives me, you know, a peace of mind. I think with social media and everything like that now, I always make sure that I'm not posting in real time where I am because you never know there's some crazy people out there but but really if if you want to travel alone just do it and I don't think every solo trip has to be you know some crazy adventurous exotic place it's just about getting out of your comfort zone it might be getting in the car and driving somewhere a few hours away you know like when I lived in LA I would drive to Joshua Tree all the time by myself and just that's just getting comfortable with the idea of being alone. I think a lot for a lot of women, it's not even the idea of traveling alone. It's like you're just you're alone with your thoughts and in your head and, and your own perspective. And for a lot of people, that's really scary. Um, but for me, that's the best part of traveling alone. That's the time when I can tap into how I'm feeling about things. You know, where this is like when I think about my big life moments and I just really treasure that time. Hey, it's your girl Maggie, co-host on Girl Boss Radio with Sophia Maruso. We're going to take a real quick pause to just talk about something super important. That's you. Yes, you. And all your magical moments that have had a huge impact on your career and your life. All those unforgettable stories that have made your life the adventure that it is. Share your own lip stories with the hashtag lip stories on Instagram and Twitter or both. And let us know what your go-to beauty products were that helped make that moment truly a magical one. And for all the memories you're about to make, head over to Sephora.com or your nearest Sephora store to check out the actual Sephora collection in real life. It's 40 gorgeous versatile shades that come in three different finishes. Matte, cream, metallic, and the packaging, so freaking cute. It's based off of real life stories like the one you're listening to right now which is perfect to inspire whatever your next adventure might be. So growing away has been a complete lady business in a very maternal sense. We've grown the company from two to 150 people in just a little over two years. And there's this immense sense of responsibility and accountability for the livelihoods of everyone on our team. So I think a big part of being a woman in business or just just being, you know, someone who's running a business that's growing this quickly is is learning how to not just be likable, but 
being trustworthy and worthy of people's respect. And and I learned the difference uh, when we started away, and that's something that's helped us a ton. There's a phenomenon that I've experienced in airports, which is like when I like have to check my away bag, there is a sense that everyone believes they're the only person on the planet with one of those bags. Like you see one of those bags and someone will grab it and you're like, excuse me, that's mine. But I think that speaks to something that you guys have created with the brand, which is this like sense of specialness, like this sense of belonging to a community where it's like, oh, like I'm the one who has that bag. Is that intentional? Like, how did you architect that? I think it's intentional. Uh, You know, that sense of community is really intentional in the way that we've thought about telling our story and building the brand. In the very early days of Away, you know, our first, you know, five, 10,000 suitcases sold. It was really exciting to see them in the airport because you, there was a sense of, I must be connected to that person, right? It's this, it's this new brand. It's like, not really out there. Not a ton of people know about it. So either we read the same things or we're like friends of friends of friends. And that was that initial sense of community. And I I don't think that's gone away. We've sold over 350,000 suitcases in the last two years. And there's still this sense of someone could be totally different from you. You know you're not you're not in their network or, or a friend of a friend. But someone walks past you with an away suitcase and, and they see that you have one and it's like this slight little knowing head nod. And I think it's it's because we've created this brand that really stands for people who care about travel, people who care about experiences and people who are in the know in that sense. And I think, you know, whether we've sold 5,000 suitcases or a million suitcases, that's something that 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 product represents, that feeling of caring enough about yourself and about travel to buy into this thing. You have this like sort of very clear vision of this is what a way is, this is what it stands for in your own minds and hearts. How do you communicate that to people so every last person on your team can like live and breathe that? You know, that is the hardest part of what we're doing. I think one, I'm so, so grateful for kind of the momentum and the growth that we've experienced in the last two years, but we've grown from two people to 150 people you know, since we started working on this and in such a short amount of time. And it's not like when you join a bigger company and there's like a strategic vision set and there's handbooks and there's all these really pretty decks that someone can walk you through in the onboarding process. We're still making it up as we go. But the crazy thing is like we're we're trying to build this infrastructure and this framework of these teams who do different things and they're used to working in a much more controlled environment. So it's that kind of imbalance that we're dealing with right now. It's like, how do we communicate the vision when it's not set in stone? It's a moving target. And I think part of it is just recruiting people who thrive in that kind of situation. Um, They have to be okay with the fact that something that's part of our strategy today can can shift drastically in the next six months. And you kind of have to keep checking in with them, you know, kind of the goal could change every single day, but you have to make sure you're communicating that to everyone. And I really think that's been that's been the hardest part of all of this. And I I just feel an immense sense of responsibility to all of the people on the team. They're the reason we've grown this quickly. They're the reason we're doing everything we're doing. And I think, you know, also on some sort of maternal level, I I have these moments where I'm like, all of these people left their jobs to come work it away, to to execute on this vision. You know, they believe something enough to 
to stop what they were doing and, and work here. And we're responsible for their livelihoods. And part of that is if we're not communicating the vision, if we're not telling them what's going on, if we're not super transparent with everything, then they're not truly a part of this journey. And like we can't get out of them you know, the best work or um, or the best culture. So it's something we think about every day. The reality is when you have a team and it's this big and it's growing every day and you have a vision and it's evolving every day, like you have to put in the work to give people that context. There is like a certain age where like nostalgia becomes like such a deeply rooted, significant thing. How do you think about throwbacks. So my throwback moment started with a breakup, as many of them do. Um, It was just a horrible week in my life. I had been interviewing for a ton of jobs that I didn't get. My boyfriend broke up with me, like my roommate moved out. And it was just a disaster. I was like, I just turned 18. I didn't know what to do. And I remember thinking to myself, I would do anything to just be on the beach right now and just getting over this alone. And I I had just gotten my first credit card, and I remember just going online, and I don't remember what website it was back then, and just booking a trip, and like eight hours later, I was on the beach in St. Martin. And I think that was the first time that I realized if I wanted to do something, I really could. And I know there's so many things to unpack there. It's not as you know, it's like, oh, I booked a trip on my credit card. It was a sense of, you know, when someone says they would do anything for blank, like if you really would do anything to have something, think about what you actually need to do. It's as simple as as mapping out what those steps are. How great was Jen? It was really cool to hear some of the things that helped her pave her way to success. Be sure to remember to subscribe so you can listen to all the amazing hashtag lip stories we're bringing your way along with Sephora Collection. And don't forget to share your own stories on social media with hashtag lip stories. We want to see how you're out there making your own moves to remember. Thank you guys so much for listening.